This is Kate Fitzsimmons with Publishers Weekly Comics World. An interview with urban fantasy novelist Jim Butcher, uh, also the creator of a line of associated graphic novels for his Dresden File series. Hello. Hi. So, your new graphic novel, Ghoul Goblin, is, has just come out from Dynamite. Um, can you tell our listeners a little bit about the Dresden File series? Sure. Um, the Dresden Files is, um, I think my favorite description of it is Buffy the Vampire Slayer starring Philip Marlowe. Uh, uh, that, that has been kind of my favorite summary of the Dresden Files. Um, it's an a urban fantasy series. Uh, the central character, the protagonist, is named Harry Dresden. He's a professional wizard. He's the only, he's the only wizard in the Chicago phone book. Uh, he's the guy that you hire when you need somebody to handle, uh, uh, something that is completely weird, completely strange, uh, uh, or, um, something that, that the, the police will go to him when they, when they need to consult with somebody about, uh, uh, one of the truly weird cases that they're expected to handle without really revealing to the, to the public what's going on. Now, over the course of the series, the stories, uh, they change. The focus changes from, less from the mundane-ish world to more very deeply embedded in the power struggles of the supernatural creatures and community and so on. So it'd be interesting to know what, what era of the series is Ghoul Goblin set? Uh, Ghoul Goblin is set pretty early in the series, uh, between Full Moon and Grave Carol. Uh, so that's right between the uh, gra- uh, books two and three. And um, can you tell us a little bit about what this graphic novel is about? Um, Harry Dresden gets hired by a, uh, a deputy in a small town, uh, rural Missouri, uh, who has had a number of strange deaths on his hands and has, has an idea that it's, it's not, uh, 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 your average sort of killer that they're dealing with. And so he's gone to Harry Dresden to see if he can get any help. Uh, uh Harry goes off to, uh, the small town and discovers that he has landed in the middle of a territorial struggle between, uh, a couple of, of supernatural predators, a, a ghoul and a goblin, uh, and that there's there's a bit more to it than than even he at first suspects, and and there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, 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 of supernatural issues to be un, to be unraveled. So, how did you come to be involved with Dynamite? I mean, you sort of have an interesting history uh, with graphic novels in that your first graphic novels, um, Welcome to the Jungle, and the adaptation of the first half of Stormfront came out from Double Brothers, uh, but the second half came out from Dynamite with, I believe, a different artist, and then you were with Dynamite. So how did that happen? What was your history with Double Brothers, and then how did you move to Dynamite? Uh, from my end, it was it was a fairly it was a fairly seamless transition. There had been some uh, issues with uh, our original artist, uh, uh, Ardian Sayaf, uh, 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 who he works out of. Uh, 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 Indonesia and is uh, is just a brilliant artist and I, I loved everything he did and uh, he got done with the with the first uh, of the Dresden Files books and uh, then they they I think DC went to him and said hey do you want to work on some Batman stuff and 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 oh my gosh you know <laughs> what's a comic book artist gonna say uh, uh, to that yeah, yes I want to work on Batman so off you went to do that and 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 and, and God bless him I, I hope things are going very well for him. Uh, but then we were we were having to replace artists, and uh, uh, there there were there, there were the occasional uh, uh, conflict uh, with some of the artists that that, that got rounded up uh, to work with. So, um, um, how many artists in all ended up working on um, Stormfront? Uh, let's see. Ardian did part of it. Um, 
I think there were I think there were three total. Uh, I, I know Brett the... Booth was on it as well. Um, yes, he was there for a bit. So, so did you? Was it your agent, or was it the the Double Brothers themselves? How did the transition go from Double Brothers to Dynamite? Did that just sort of happen on its own? You didn't need to worry about it. It really did. Uh, uh, from my perspective, it was it was more an issue of. Uh, uh, we, okay, we're going to be we're going to be turning between you know this book and the next one. We're going to be turning it over to to, to you, you you you'll be working here. It's like okay, groovy. I'll, I can as long as I, I know who to email, we can we can we can continue working. And we stuck with the same uh, with the same writer. So for me, it was kind of seamless. Yeah. Um, speaking of of the writer, um, how does that process work for you? I mean, normally you are an independent author writing on your own terms, and then obviously you eventually get edited. Um, but now you're working with another writer and an artist, usually. How, what's oh, that absolutely. process like? Oh, my gosh. You, you've got to collaborate with these other people, and they have thoughts and feelings. And it's, it's, it's strange. I mean, as a writer, normally it's just you and your keyboard, and that's, that's pretty much all there is to it. And, uh, you know, your editor might, might have some things to say, but for the most part... Uh, um, you know, editors don't really come to you and say, I, I really just couldn't stand the way this character came across or, or something like that. They, you know, they, they have other issues uh, to deal with. Uh, the aesthetics are, are for the writer to handle. But uh, when you're working with somebody new, uh, and especially when we're going into a new medium, which is a medium that is not my home playing field the way it is, the way it is Mark's home playing field, um, uh, uh you, you you have to stop and be able to and, and be able to listen to folks uh, and, and be able to say you know they'll they'll come up to you and they'll say, well you can't really have this kind of dialogue going on between the characters and why not it's great dialogue well yeah but if if we write all this out there won't be any room to draw any characters it'll just be dialogue and you know then it, then it's a book yeah um, you're a very uh, dialogue so heavy author how's that transition for you like to a, a medium where if you put in too much dialogue there's literally no room for anything else. Oh, exactly. It's hard uh, uh, because I because I have to stop and and think in in these very different terms. Uh, you know, when when I when I was actually writing the script, working with Mark is a lot easier. With Mark, uh, uh, I can settle down and say, okay, here's what I want to do. Here's the story. Uh, I'm going to set up the conflicts. Here's kind of the characters and sort of vaguely what they look like. Um, and 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 then we'll and I'll say, okay, you know, here's kind of the the general situation that they're going to be in, and then Mark will take that and turn that into a scene that actually has a comic book script. So, so did he work uh, with you on the uh, first original Dresden Files graphic novel, um, Welcome to the Jungle, or did he come on after that? Because it's hard to tell from some of the credits he, online. He, he came on after that. Welcome to the Jungle, I did all by myself uh, in terms of the script, um, and, and with some with some with, you know with some feedback. Um, but uh, you know, I got to the end of that, and, and uh, uh, it, 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 I think it turned out being about 134 pages of, of of writing that were much much harder to produce than than, than an equivalent 134 pages of novel, really, because uh, so much more thought had to go into it. It's a, it's a much more uh, dense uh, kind of writing, and uh, uh, you know, I realized that I'd had. Uh, you know, a, a good chunk of a novel written, even if even if it hadn't been uh, uh, the more dense writing, and and, and said, okay, I've, w while this was a cool experience, this is not something that I can do and still be able to keep up with my deadlines uh, to any degree. So, uh, you know, it, it was it, it's it's a very different art form. It's 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 a very different discipline, and and not one that my head fits into very easily. I'm afraid. So, um, 
what's the creative process now like with these collaborators? I mean, what do you actually do? Do you start just give them a short story and then talk to them about it? Or, or how does this work? Um, I, I will settle down and I, I will write up uh, several pages worth of, of outline of the story and say, you know, here are the main story events that need to happen. Here are the conflicts that we need to set up. Uh, here are the resolutions that we want to get to eventually. Here are some suggestions for what I think would make a, a good dramatic confrontation. Um, and I'll, I'll settle down and, and write about the characters and I'll say, okay, let me, let me give you a rundown of each of these characters and here's kind of who this person is and uh, kind of a vague general description of what they look like. Uh, from that, then, th then the artist will, will, will start rounding up the characters and, and I'll, and, and they'll, they'll, uh, uh, they, they've auditioned a couple of different artists and, uh, they'd say, okay, who do you want to go with? And, and I would get a presentation of, you know, character profiles from these various artists and, and, and based upon that, choose who I wanted to work with. Uh, and then they would go through on art and, uh, uh, we would get, uh, uh, we would get, after after the script was you know Mark would write the script and and I trust Mark because he's he's done he did did such a great job of turning uh, uh, the novels and in, in, into uh, uh, into a graphic novel format and I, I think if anything he was a little bit too faithful to the novels uh, uh, so I was uh, you know I was very pleased when uh, I saw him you know he was he had a little bit more of a creative hand uh, with Ghoul Goblin which I which I thought was great so you know what. How did you get into the graphic novel business in the first place? I mean, you are primarily a book writer. Um, what oh, yeah. what brought you to it? Was this an offer made to you, or did you go seeking it out? See, I, I would say that I am primarily a nerd, uh, uh, I, and I happen to write books is, is sort of what I do. Um, uh, but I have always loved comic books, and so when uh, 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 the the DeBell came to me and said, "Hey," Um, would you like a, a, a comic book of the Dresden Files? I'm like, are you kidding? Of course I would love a comic book. That would be awesome. And uh, uh, and that was kind of, it, you, I think it was about that complicated uh, uh, to get me to get me on board with the with, with the idea. Uh, and then I sat down and started writing the first script. So, what is the fan? Has the fan reaction been like to your graphic novels? Uh, are, are you pleased with it? Um, did they give you any feedback that you then put into future ones? Oh. Um, I, I have been very happy with it. Um, uh, as as far as the you know the fan feedback has gone, the, they'll one of the things that we've done on the graphic novels is we've we've kind of adopted something that I use from my novels, which is we take uh, uh, when I'm writing, I've got a kind of a, a group of beta readers who will go you know over the book with me as I'm writing it, um, and we sort of we grab a couple of the beta readers. Uh, from the Dresden Files, who have a very good eye for detail and consistency, and they, you know, kind of help to go over uh, uh, the graphic novels as they've come out, and have, you know, have, have been able to, to scan over them and go, okay, uh, these two characters' heights are not quite right, or, or you know, you forgot this character, you know, Dresden has these these, these rings on in this scene, you you forgotten them in this panel, and 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 uh, uh, you know that sort of, and so that sort of that sort of logical consistency and consistency for detail has been pretty good. Uh, and a lot of the fans of the, of the books have appreciated that. So you have your own in-house continuity squad. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, yeah, because the fans keep much, much better track of it than a creator ever possibly could. They really do. Uh, uh, you know, by the time I, I'm done with the book, I've written uh, several drafts of it. Uh, uh, and there's, there's several. So they're in my head. There's several slightly different versions of the book. 
uh, and then the edit, and then there's been several rounds of editing, and that has changed the book slightly several times. But by the time the fans get it, they've got the they've kind of got the fi- the final version. So they are they are much much better at keeping track of of the of the canon than the creator ever possibly could be. Because not only do I have all the slightly different versions in my head, but I've, I've also got all the things that I, I could have written and didn't. Uh, so it's it's this huge confusing mishmash in my head, but the, the fans help me keep it straight. So one thing that uh, I've often heard discussed in regards to your novels, which I imagine would also come up with the comics, is that you've set it in Chicago, but you are not, in fact, from Chicago and, and don't spend much time there. Um, but yet it's it's very much centered in this one city, which I imagine makes it hard to write, and I would imagine makes it even harder to draw. How do you pull that off in a visual and writing way? Oh, um, these days, thank God for Google Earth. Uh, and for Google Street Map, uh, for just being able to to kind of get down and get a, a you know a, a, a pedestrian eye view of of the city. Um, the last script I was working on, you know, I had a scene where I had a character kick a car in front of another character uh, because you know I, I, I kind of think in comic book terms anyway. And uh, uh, and then, but you know, then I'm like, okay, wait a minute, is that going to work? Because I've, I've got it set at this particular street in front of this particular building. Well, let me go check Google, and you know, I would get down into the Google Street View right there and realize, oh, that's that's no parking on both sides of the street, all the way up and there down are that no street cars for like a kicked. mile. Yeah, there are no cars to be kicked. What am I going to do? It's a, a, oh, wait a minute, there are these giant, there are these giant concrete planters. We can kick one of those, and that'll work out just fine. Uh, uh, but uh, you know, so thank goodness for 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 that for uh, you know for for that sort of thing. And and plus, uh, now I've got readers that are in Chicago, and so when I you know when I need a particular detail, I'll, I'll be able to to email them. Uh, you know, hey guys, I need to know what it looks like over here, and 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 uh, you know, they'll, somebody will drive by with a smartphone uh, uh, many times, and you know, I'll, I'll get a picture and be able to know what it looks like. So, um, what does the future of Dresden Files graphic novels? look like? Will it, will it be another short story-based quasi-original one like Ghoul Goblin? Or will it be another novel adaptation? Or are you taking a break? What's the deal? Uh, I'm doing a couple new ones. Um, they are going to be, uh, uh, they're also going to be original stories um, set in the, in the during the timeline of the Dresden Files. So we're going to hit some areas that I didn't really get to cover very well in the book, but which I think uh, uh, are really rife for stories. We're not going to uh, stick to the uh, we're, I don't think we're going to stick to the the, the timeline of, of where we are. Uh, uh, so in, I think the next one we're going to do is going to be skipping ahead in the storyline quite a bit until after somewhere right after mm. book seven, uh, uh, where there's this huge vampire war going on and Harry's been drafted into the wardens, and uh, uh, you know basically he's been given a squad of newbie wardens uh, uh, to handle, and that's that's the story I'm working on right now. That could be very visual, yes. So um, what do you have a title for that or? A- uh, the, the the title that I've got for it right now is is War mm-hmm. Cry, but I haven't even I mean I haven't even sent that to Dynamite yet. So so do you, uh, I'm, I'm, that's, that's what I'm doing over the over my holiday weekend. Okay, so do you have any like vague idea of when, given your schedule of previous books, when that might be coming out in in at least um, individual issues? Um, I would think we'd probably start seeing issues uh, probably sometime next summer, but I I would say don't quote me on that except this is an interview. Um, uh, but I'm not certain. Right, that, that's my that's that's my that's my vague novelist opinion, not my professional comic opinion. So, speaking of professional comics opinions, um, you say you're an enormous geek and you love comics. Out of curiosity, 
what comics do you actually like? Uh, what comics also do you think may have influenced your writing style? Oh, uh, Spider-Man, absolutely. Um, Spider-Man and X-Men uh, uh, from about the mid-80s uh, until uh, 1990 or so, about when I graduated, uh, because I, I read them religiously during that time. Um, and uh, I really, I mean, I think that what I throw at, at, at Harry Dresden is, uh, I kind of call him the, the, the Charlie Brown of urban fantasy, but really he's the Peter Parker of urban fantasy. Um, Poor Pete could just never catch a break. I mean, and that was one of the things that, you know, although he was off doing awesome Spider-Man things, uh, his ego just never seemed to get spared at any time. Um, uh, you know, the, when things would happen in New York, uh, there'd be some huge cataclysm and all the heroes would get together and then everybody would be going home. And, you know, they'd be flying off in the Fantastic Car or the Quinjet or whatever it is that they were taking off on. And, uh, you know, Spider-Man would be kind of standing there holding his pants up with one hand with a paper bag over his head because, you know, his costume had gotten shredded. And, uh, uh, you know, do, do you want us to give you a ride home, Spider-Man? No, you know, where I, I've kind of got this secret identity where it's secret and I don't want anybody to know where I live. You know, and Sue Storm would be like, oh, Reed, give him Buster. <laughs> and, and, and that was sort of the, you know, that was sort of the, uh, uh, the world he lived in where, where he, he had such a noble and heroic spirit and yet he had to deal with such everyday issues uh, a lot of the time. And, uh, uh, that was, I, I very much wanted to lift that aspect of, of Spider-Man and use that. And that is very much informed, uh, how I've set up Harry Dresden's world, uh, to where, you know, he can be doing grand and mighty things and, 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 and huge you have these huge issues with magic and yet, you know, he'll still have, you, you, he'll still have issues because what happened to his pants? You know, he's showing up in a scene in ducky boxers or whatever. And, uh, you know, he's not allowed to, to kind of carry that huge ego around with him. He's going to get, somebody's going to, going to shoot him down. So are, are you currently reading any comics? Um, is there anything currently in the graphic novel world that's on your radar? Uh, let me think. I think, you know, really, I think the most recent thing uh, that, that I've done is probably, uh, uh, the continuing Buffy stories. I, I was keeping track of those. Uh, I did fear itself when that came out, sort of followed that around for a while. Um, the recent Thor stuff, uh, um, that Straczynski did, I, I, kind of, I, I kind of dig Straczynski's writing. Uh, uh, I liked most of his Spider-Man run, although not the end. Uh, uh, but other than that, uh, um, I haven't been nearly as into it as, I, as I'd like to be. Well, um, do you have anything to tell our listeners or uh, anything that you'd like to discuss? Um, it, not really a whole lot. I mean, mostly I, I just kind of I, I kind of do what I do. Um, as far as uh, the comic books go, I've, 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 I finally read The Killing Joke, and oh my gosh, it's brilliant. That is... I think that's the best ending to any graphic novel I've ever read. I loved it. Uh, and I'm not usually a Batman guy. I, I'm not usually a DC kind of guy, but I picked up the killing joke and was like, Oh my gosh, this is brilliant. Why didn't I read, why didn't I read this before? Because it's DC. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably. That was probably why. Okay. So, um, thank you very much for speaking with us. And, um, hopefully we'll be seeing more graphic novels from you in the future. I hope to do so. And now, a special message from my co-host, Calvin Reed. And uh, don't forget, you can go to the Publishers Weekly website, publishersweekly.com slash comics, and you can stream uh, more to come from there. 
or and we encourage you uh, as well to go to iTunes where you can subscribe to more to come and have it show up you know immediately on your various podcast listing devices you know automatically every time so uh, subscribe on iTunes <laughs>